from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And the Hill Country in Texas is muy, muy, muy caliente. It's But it was only 101 yesterday, so we think, we think we're going down. It's great. You know what they say, the global, it's global boiling, and I'm sure that that's the case. Well, good morning. Uh, it's Friday. One of our favorite days because we're, we're off of school tomorrow on Sunday, so that's always fun. And it is the 26th of August. My name is Patrick Timpone. Hannah Walheiser joins us on Fridays. She's in the green room waiting to come on and she keeps me in line. Girls will do that, you know. They have a tendency to do that, the good ones. And it's true. If you'd like to be on the show, 888-663-6386. The phone lines are open. And Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We're on a new road to recovery, rebooting, resetting, whatever you want to call it, on One Radio Network. We've come to the conclusion that we cannot support ourselves any longer on um, just product sales. After doing that for 15 years, it just doesn't work any longer. So, you know, I talked to God and said, well, what's, well you know, what's the plan? And God said, just marry a rich girl. So that, no, I just can't. So, <laughs> so, so I got a little sign on, I walked down the street and said, I work for food. But uh, what we're doing is we're, we're asking you to donate to our site and, uh, and you can do that. If you're watching on video, just look below the video. See down there? There's a link, the donation tab, and you can do a monthly donation, whatever you'd like. And that's fun. And then you can also buy some products from our store. Or if you don't can't do any of that and you're short on dollars, don't worry. Just um, uh, talk to your friends and give them some love and everybody will be fine. That's it. That's the deal. So we're going to go to Amish country. And she is in red this morning. Hannah Walheiser, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone that's listening. It's good to be here. It's nice to be anywhere these days, isn't it? It's kind of nice to be anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Did you see the movie The The Matrix and the girl with the red dress? You got your red dress? Yeah. Yeah. Hannah's got her red dress on. What's the weather like up there in the, an Amish country where you live in Pennsylvania? Yeah, we have. It's very, very humid today, um, and I think the high is like eighty six or something. But um, feels like a like a tropical jungle. <laughs> it's very yeah. sticky. You all get a lot of uh, uh, humidity up there. We do. It can kind of feel like a sweaty armpit mm-hmm. at, the, at this point in the summer. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Please call us and let us know what's up with you. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So, a friend of mine, he's got this email list, and he sends out emails, oh, every couple of weeks to like 50 people. And I received this yesterday, so I'm just going to read it to you kind of like a meme it says the new variant is 5g at 60 gigahertz yes it will make you sick there is no virus then they repeat that line so i won't repeat it 
it will interact with the, the graphene oxide, causing a microwave effect inside people's bodies. It will interact with the graphene oxide, causing a microwave... Oh, they repeat it again, and they repeat that again. So those are the, this is what they're, they're saying in this meme, that it's going, the, the new variant is going to do this and this and this and this. So I read this uh, thing, and... Um, and I just hit reply to all, so I replied to all 50 people, and I haven't gotten any um, really nasty. But here's the thing. There is no new variant. It's, there is no variant. There wasn't any original. How can there be a variant? So these people, whoever is spreading this, I, th- I call it fear porn, really, that this new variant is a 5G thing, how is that even possible? So there's this thing that has been released into the air that is going to infect people, and then you can infect somebody else, but it's really 5G. You know, I, don't, I really don't understand where souls get these things and why they would spread them. And I, I really kind of wrote them a letter about that. I, you know, I said, you know, what are you, what are you sending me this stuff? What are you, what, 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 what? Don't, don't do this. It's just more stuff, you know. It's more stuff that that isn't there. Uh, it's uh, the new variant is five G. Um, I don't even know what that means. I, 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 you know, we know that five G is out there, and uh, but it's been out there for years, and people aren't falling over dead. So, um, you know, I think that. This is how stuff really gets spread around on the interweb. Uh, people not really thinking of what they're sending out. And then people will start to repeat it like, um, like it's the truth. Well, you know, this new, one, this new variant is 5G. It doesn't even make sense. You can't spread 5G around unless you're near it. And then you can't catch it because there is no contagion. We don't catch anything from anybody. I remember when we were in grade school... We used to think we catch cooties, but but you don't even catch cooties from girls. I mean, you, you don't you don't even catch you don't even catch cooties. You don't catch STDs. You don't catch herpes. You don't catch anything. You just don't. Never been proven. So, um, you know, Hannah, we talk a lot about you know the mind and how it all works here, but it's it's very curious how um, the people that are putting out these kind of memes, they're very, they're very clever where they, they put the idea of a new variant is this. So when you see that, then you, you're kind of programming the person, if they're not thinking critically, you know, if you're, you're programming the person to believe that there is a new variant, just like the media does. It's all over the place now. If you, you probably don't do television, so you haven't have you heard people talking about this new variant up there? I have. I have heard it just um, what, because of work. You know, people talking about clients and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think using discernment with anything that we're receiving from anywhere is—it's um, never been more important. Never been more important. Unbelievable. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Uh, what these folks do with this um, thing they're calling a new variant. 
um, how far they're going to go. There's so many people in my world, in uh, Facebook and um, Telegram and on the air and emails, that the people that I know uh, just are not having any of it, and they're just not going to comply with any of it, and they know it's just a, you know, a scam. And even, even uh, some of the more mainstream places that I go are talk, you know, are just saying, you know, this is, what's up with this? You know, what's up? So it'll be interesting to see if um, the corporations and what they do, and uh, and see how far they go with this. What was it? What was it like um, in Texas during the the pandemic? Yeah, what was that? Because really, I know, like compared to Pennsylvania, it was. I'm imagining it was a pretty different experience. Well, you know, um, at first, well, I think for the first year, uh, even um, you know, I live out in the country, so I can't. I I, I don't know how it was in the city. But at HEB, which is our big grocery store here in Dripping Springs, you know, we have a grocery store here. We're cool. And uh, everybody was, was wearing masks, you know, pretty much. Um, everybody. But all you had to do, we found out through talking to some people, is tell the person at the door, oh, I have a medical condition, and my doctor told me not to wear a mask. And they know that that's the law which you can say, by the way, to anybody, and they're not allowed to tell you or ask you what it is. Did you know that? They're not even allowed to ask mm-hmm. you by law. So so they don't ask you because they've been trained, and they say, okay. So I never wore one, and people would look at me kind of funny, and this is really cool. Every now and then you'd see another person without a mask. I would be walking through, and we'd, we'd walk up, and then we'd, We'd walk towards each other and usually hug each other. You know, it's people you had no idea, but they didn't have a mask on, and they said, "Oh well, thank you. I'm really glad to meet you." <laughs> it was good. You know, you met some good people that way. Yeah, but most stores were doing it. You know, for a while. You know, but but they just took down the plastic. You know, at this at the store, I think only about a month ago. Here. Really? In H-E-B, really? the big food store. You know, they have 600, kind of like your Kroger or your Safeway or what, what are your big stores up there? Uh, like Wegmans, Wegmans, Whole Foods, yeah, all Whole of Foods. that. Yeah. 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 So they're like they're like the Wegmans there where you are, and they had plastic up for, gosh, up until about a month ago. So, wow. So I'm not, wow. you know, I'm not sure what, what they're going to do. It'll just be so fascinating to see who jumps into this and gets all in a titter again. You know, I saw a, a Lionsgate studio is already having people mask up in California. Of course, California. And uh, Rutgers University and many universities are already telling people they have to be vaxxed to go to school, to class, and also to get, um, the, to wear a mask in class. But, mm. Then I was also uh, read where there's a lot of groups at universities that are getting together and they're saying, we're not going to do this, you know. So it'll be fun, you know, to kind of watch and see. A revolution coming here. <laughs> right. They're going to have a revolution. <laughs> Beatles, 1968 or whatever that was. 
Oh my gosh, because when you were saying um, rich girl, then I was thinking of the Hall Notes song, Rich Girl. Rich Girl. When you yeah. said. <laughs> that's, so that's in my head. <laughs> these, always, these songs always come to you. Isn't that funny how it, how it does? It always, always, always comes to you. If you'd like to be on the show, you can talk about whatever you want. 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. <clears throat> I'd like to talk about this, and it kind of goes along with the work we do uh, with, you know, me, I'm such a, uh, sorry, I'm such a, a geek about, you know, the mind and how it works, and I'm just fascinated by it. It's just my thing in life. It's just my dharma, my dharma karma. You know, the difference uh, between dharma and karma, put you back on, you know the difference? Oops, well, hold on. Your explanation of that, I am... <laughs> Come on, no, you, that's you, like that's a life today. you know, you know, guess, you know, you know, Dharma. No, I don't, you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, the, it's a Buddhist kind of thing, Dharma, and it just means um, right livelihood, you know, mm. right livelihood. Like your birthright? I'm sorry? Like your birthright? Is that how you would describe it or different than that? Well, theoretically, I've been told by people who I trust that we all come in with kind of a a thing to do, you know, a big lesson to learn, or sometimes a thing to do, you know, write the great American screenplay or novel, or or have a bunch of kids, and that's your thing. And it's just as valuable mm-hmm. as, you know, solving world hunger, whatever. You know, we all come in, and it, it feels like, in my experience, we come in to find our... Or um, to do what we love, and when we're doing what we love, then that's when we are learning and growing and helping the most people, and that's when we're most abundant. Like you know, what that? What's that great line? Do what you love, and the money will follow. You've you've seen that one kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes down to the idea that the more that we are true to ourselves, right, are doing what we really want to do, you know. No matter what anybody says, that's kind of like our dharma. And then the more we do our dharma, dharma, then the more fun we have, and healthier and happier we are, and you know, and everything. So, makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's first time today. It'll make sense. So you know, you better hold on to that one. <laughs> Hang on, everybody. <laughs> Wait a minute. I keep doing the wrong one. Okay. So, no. okay. So, so my dharma, dharma is uh, learning how um, spiritual beings, who you and I are, and the mind and the emotions work so I can um, not be crazy and have fun and do stuff and do my film thing next after mirrors of broadcasting. So that's kind of like my dharma because that's the thing that really cracks me up the most. You know, just So there is a um, there's a word in the spiritual path I'm on, and it, it's been used in other, I think in um, um, Rumi used to talk about it, and other um, spiritual paths um, called Varag, V-A-I, V-A-I-R-A-G. I think it's, yeah, V-A-I-R-A-G. And it is the idea of not being for or against anything. 
That's, so think about that. Not being for or against anything. Can you imagine going through life never saying, oh, that's good or that's bad? This reminds me of the story of the Chinese farmer. Did you ever hear that one? No, tell us the story and I'll continue. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Oh, I would look it up on YouTube. Just look up the, the story of the Chinese farmer. It's really good. Is, it's is all it, about that. It's about our perspective and how we label things good or bad. Ah, ah, yeah, it's a deep spiritual truth, as I say, as many um, spiritual paths have talked about, uh, not being for or against anything. So, you know, the cool thing about uh, when, you're, when you really want to learn something... Um, spirit will come at you from all angles to help you learn it, right? We get lessons, and so if we pay attention, we'll get a little lesson. So, oh, that's how that works. Yeah. So I've been noticing of late, it's just fascinating, that I can give like two seconds or three seconds of like that to a video or something, you know, just like, oh, that's cool. Or, I mean, that's weird. You know, just two seconds. I mean, the, and the next couple of nights, it shows that he shows or she shows up in my dreams. Mm, just wow. boom like that. So my, my explanation and theory on that is that spirit is helping me to learn about frog. And the way we learn about it, anything is to experience it. So we can read about that all day long. Well, it's not good to be for or against anything. And we can say, oh, that's cool, and talk about it, and probably even start a whole religion about it if we want. I don't recommend that. But then, but when we see it, right, you know, mm -hmm. when we, you know, when we didn't like Klaus Schwab for five seconds, hey, you goofball, or whatever, and you show up with Klaus in your dreams and say, hey, Klaus, what's going on? Then you really go, and you wake up and you go, oh my God, it really is that, you know, that beautiful of a connection to what we are for or what we are against. Because when we are, we create karma. And that karma has to be unwound. That makes sense? The karma has to be unwound. So you spend 10 seconds telling Klaus Schwab he's a goofball and you hate him, or you don't want to do that. You're guaranteed that you have to unwind that because that's the way spirit works. It wants us to be like squeaky clean so we can go towards the light. And when we put on these little loose particles, who I hate you, I love you, I hate you, or whatever. Not love is different. Love is, we could talk about that. But I don't like you and I like you and whatever. Then that, that kind of clouds up the, um, our path a little bit. Puts a little, not clouds it up, but gives us a little stuff to bounce around. Does that make sense? And then it's harder to, to um, stay in touch with spirit and God. So that's why we work it out. We work it out. And, like, uh, and so, so this goes on, in my experience, for lifetimes. So we keep doing this lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And you can imagine the things we probably did, you know, whatever, 500,000 years ago, where people chopping your head off or hanging you or you get in wars. And, you know, we... We've been through a lot of stuff, you know. So lots of times we come back and work it out. So that's the idea of, of dharma and our karma. And what I think is fascinating is that the people, the controllers, 
they know this, right? They're, they're not spiritually deficient. Actually, they're probably very spiritually evolved on some level, even though they're, they're schmutziks, you know, <laughs> even though they're rascals and they're trying to hurt us. But they know how it works because you can see in everything that they do, right, the new variant, um, terrorism, uh, nuclear weapons, um, whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. They know that if they push our buttons, then they've kind of got us a little bit. They're keeping us from, from growing spiritually. They know this, right? And then they do this also, and we talked about it with Martin Armstrong, by dividing and conquering us. That's the big one too, right? So you get a Republican, Democrat, and good and bad, and male and female. That's a big one too, you know, right? Patriarchy is, that's the, the scourge of the earth. The men are just toxic masculine, masculinity, and you just, they're going to, you know, if it wasn't for men, you know, the world would be better, that kind of thing. Everything, you know, abortion, poor, you know, whatever they can do, baby. Just separate them. Separate them up and get them fighting with each other. That's the best, you know, when you get them fighting with each other. They're good at it. Yeah. Really good at it. Oh, yeah. We have fantastic, I would say. And we're good at participating in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we lose ourselves to it. Yeah, we do. We do, huh? Did you know that between 9 and 11 o'clock, solar time, which is 10 to 12 banker's time, because we're on daylight savings, is mm -hmm. spleen pancreas time, and that's the very best time to have orange juice. Did you know that? I did not know that. See? How did you come to know that? Oh, I got, no. Uh, Adam Bergstrom, who's on twice a month, he studies mm -hmm. uh, chronobiotic nutrition, and there's certain times to eat certain foods. Cool. Because of the, it's pretty cool. It's because of the angle of the sun. So, so the sun is at, a, at an angle on the trees in the morning, a certain angle, because it's all geometry, right? You've heard that it's all geometry at some point, angles. There's a whole. That's why I'm failing in life. <laughs> that explains a lot. Thank you. Oh, no, no problem. No problem. So, fruits are good in the morning because of the sun angle. And then, mm -hmm. meat and bushes and things like cucumbers and tomatoes. They're the best eaten during the day. And then eggs and seafood and uh, potatoes, root vegetables at night. Right? And then oranges, the, the, it just does a special thing with the spleen pancreas. And according to Chinese medicine, that's between 9 and 11. So have your orange juice 9 to 11. Well, daylight savings, it'll be 10 to, 10 to noon. And your body will really like it. That's really cool. Never yeah, heard of that before. Cool. Yeah. yeah, Adam's whole life is uh, is based on that whole, uh, you know, eating on time, he calls it, eating on time. So I just wanted to let you know why I'm drinking orange juice. Not that you cared. Um, the, care. <laughs> well, thanks. Lady <laughs> with the Red Dressed Hand is here, and uh, you can join us at 888 6386. I wanted to try to find that that letter I sent in response to the 5G because I thought it was pretty. Yeah, I wanted to hear what you, yeah, um, I, what you shared. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, 
because I did it in the middle of the night and was actually very clear about it. But once again, my, you know, I mean, just leave me alone. Don't do that. Just give me what I want. You know, Just give me what I want. I'll find it. I'll find it as we're talking here so I don't have to look for it. So, oh, I didn't. I, I was your, I was your vacation. You, you went on vacay last week. Where, where did you go? Tell us all about it. So it was not last week, but the week before that, right? Oh, or that's right. Because ago. I took Gosh, off. Yeah, I took off. Ago. Yeah. 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 No. Um. It was great to get away. Um. And really great to spend time with the kids and uh, and not be working and to be by the ocean. <laughs> um, I was a little tired. I was a little low energy, but I think it's just that everything has kind of been going on in life lately, but I definitely enjoyed it. Had a lot of really great walks um, early morning on the beach and night walks under the moonlight on the beach and oh, um, just hanging out with the kids. So it was fun. Did you get, Very a, lot thankful. Of, did you get a lot of sun? Oh yeah. I'm a, I'm a sun worshiper. It's like my favorite. You know, I've been doing uh, something that people have been talking about, and I really like it. It is um, to get sun as early in the morning as you can. And evidently, it, it resets a lot of things with um, your, your, your dopamine and uh, all that stuff so you can sleep better at night and everything just by getting the light in the day. Isn't that cool? Is this like the sun gazing thing yeah, where I, people? I, yeah. Is it that? Yeah. yeah. Kind of the sun gazing thing. And so if you yeah, get you that in the evening too, right? There's like a time frame in the evening that's supposed to also be good for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. People do the sun gazing thing, and when the sun first comes up, you know, and then right, and it doesn't hurt your eyes. But uh, even at even at eight or nine o'clock, if you get out there and um, Adam says that you, you want to do um, on the palms, too. So what we've been doing, Doodle and I, we go out there, and then you can just kind of, uh, you know, you put your palms up, you know, and just get all the, the mojo from the sun, you know. You just do this. <laughs> it's really, That's awesome. It's really fun. So you, you get your palms, and then, the, and then you know, just uh, soak in, soak in, soak in God's stuff, you know love and peace and hippie beads and nutrients too. I work a lot, I think a lot about that, thinking that I get everything from the sun, from God, because um, we do, you know, we do. That's why, that's what really keeps us alive, you know, is prana or chi or divine spirit, God, whatever you want to call it. And the broccoli and the pizza, that's just a, you know, that's just a carrier pigeon for, for God, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the sun is, it is life-giving oh, energy, baby. for sure. It definitely oh, charges you. Oh. Yeah. Okay, Oh, so I, I found it. So there was like 50 people on this email, and, and the one about the 5G. So I wrote them back, and this was like 3 this morning I saw this. Because uh, I said, what about there is no it? So this meme is suggesting that there's a physical substance that will be released in the air that people can catch and share and then somehow interact with 5G. Yeah, I would question the authenticity of this idea and I wouldn't even pass this on. 
First of all, we know that, not, and not believing, but we know that after following the works of Drs. Lanka, Cowan, Kaufman, Stone, Vollmer, Sell, Lando, Falconer, so I give them all people they can look at, and the recent series, The End of COVID, search and watch, absolutely nothing was or is out there in the air, somehow getting into the peeps, and then it's contagious. Contagion does not exist. Polio, Spanish flu, HIV, never existed as advertised. And in most cases, people who got sick got a vaccination. Injecting is the only way to infect someone with something. And even then, there's no contagion. Shedding has never been proven to exist. Never, just more fear porn. Remember, whatever we believe to exist does. So I would caution anyone from spreading rumors about this new variant being any other than a virus being any other than a virus or on the media and the internet. I don't, that didn't sound too good the way I said that. Well, it was two o'clock in the morning. Fear of anything will make one sick. The only way, in my, my opinion, to deal with this new no thing is to just say no and not comply. So that's what I wrote to him all. So. I have a question. Yes, ma'am. So in, in your philosophy of thinking about what um, does and does not make people unwell, you don't think that there are any toxins in the environment that contribute to sickness or disease? No, no, there are toxins. Yeah, there are toxins. Uh, there's mercury in the air, air pollution, right? Um, you can buy chemicals, you know, to kill ants at Home Depot, and that'll put toxins in the air, and we can breathe those in. Um, mercury in the fillings are toxin. Right? Um, and some people say there's toxins in chemtrails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've never experienced them, and I've seen them for years. I, they don't make me sick, so I don't know. Is that true? I haven't experienced that, but a lot of people say there are. Um, so, yeah, we do. We do get toxins, and then we can get toxins in the water and in the food. So, yeah, and that, they, I, in my opinion, yes, they do contribute to our ill health. But they come out. Anything that comes mm-hmm. in will come back out because that's the way the body does it. So we, if it didn't, we'd all be dead. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We'd all be dead, you know. And if the germ theory was real, we'd certainly all be dead because we'd all be giving people stuff all the time. You know, we'd all have herpes and cooties and I don't know, whatever. The plague, or, you know, we'd all have it all if we spread it. I mean, why wouldn't we? Yeah. The plague might make a comeback. We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my worst fear as like a kid, like was when it? I read about plague and I was like I hope the plague never comes back that's horrible I don't want the bubonic plague I'm gonna get bit by a rat I get the bubonic plague oh yeah yeah I mean we've heard uh, we've heard Lanka and Cowan and all of them talk about this whole thing even in Africa what's this thing that people claim that they get in Africa um hmm. Ebola Ebola and these other things but they're all Mm -hmm. due to Stress and dysentery, bad water, bad food. Uh, these people are always trying to overthrow the government. I mean, it's 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 terrible down there, and they have toxins mm-hmm. in the air from all kinds of uh, strip mining, and then they give them vaccines, and then they say, "Oh, you caught Ebola," but there's no evidence mm-hmm. that there's something running around, you know, in the air 
Um, there just isn't, and no evidence. It's just, it's terrible. So I guess I'm curious, just with the person that emailed you that about the 5G, do you think that what they're kind of maybe roundabout referencing is like radiation from 5G and how that can affect us and make us unwell? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Sure. I mean, that's been going around, Hannah, for a long time. Well, that's what, three or four or five years that 5G, and mm-hmm. it, it is harmful. I mean, I wouldn't live near a 5G tower. They only go out, what is it, 20 yards, 30 yards? That's why they have to have so many in the cities. Mm-hmm. They put them in the cities and they have them in Austin. They're very dangerous. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But mm-hmm. to say that this new variant is a 5G phenomenon is just doesn't even make sense. You know, it's, it, it's, they're almost saying that you're, they got this new thing that's called a new variant and somehow it, it gives person 5G poisoning. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. meme is just, who makes these things up, these memes, you know? Probably the same people that make up all the other stuff, you know? But it's, uh, it's tricky with, um, the, mind is, uh, the mind is really sticky. It'll stick onto a lot of stuff, really easy, right? And because then you see the, the people that read this thing and if they said, well, that's, wow, that's cool. You know, they probably repeat it at some party tonight, you know, just because the mind will just bring it back up. Oh, and let's talk about this. That'll be fun. The mind is really a rascal. It really just wants to keep busy and do stuff. It always, like it has a, a mind of its own, you know. It wants to run our life, you know, the mind. Yeah, and I think that speaks a little bit to just the power of words and what we say and the energy that we put out there with the things we say um, and how that, you know, can create this whole energy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I know that uh, most people, they talk themselves into aging, you know. going to do mm-hmm. my 40-year-old over-the-hill party, you know, you know, all this kind of stuff, you know. People send out cards for birthdays about, you know, kidding people how old they, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't repeat any of that stuff, man. I, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't repeat any of that. Because, yeah. you, you know, yeah. I studied neuro-linguistic programming a bit, NLP. Mm-hmm. And as you know, if you work with people, um, well, I tell you, these words have energy around them. They have a lot of energy around them. Yeah. Um, Our self-talk is extremely powerful to um, yeah. self-fulfilling prophecies. Let's put it that way. Because I've had people ask me, say, like, how old are you? And you know what? My honest answer is, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm not going to put a number on it. Do I believe in years? Not so much. I mean, I don't believe mm-hmm. in time. I know that I'm not spinning around the sun, so is there any time, really? Except a little clock does this? That's it. That's, you know, it's the only time that I know, and it's not affecting me. So well, why would we put years on our body? And, you know, and everybody has this idea of how long a year is, and certainly everybody has an idea of how you would be if you're 60 years old or 65. Oh, my God. You know? How many people mm-hmm. have you seen in the movies who are 70 
and they're a certain you know they look a certain way they're all crinkled up they can't walk too well they get sick all these images and feelings they're all in there so you never want to say that you're you know i don't care if you're 30 years old you just don't want to say that just say i don't know whatever i am what i am mm-hmm. i love that i am what i am that's a great old saying isn't it I am that I am. Isn't that what it is? I am that I am. I heard um, heard a fellow, uh, he was on one of these um, TikTok or face things where they're like a minute long. I see them every now and then. And there, some of them are really fun. You know, they're different mm-hmm. scientists and fun people. My nose is just, sorry. And, and I, I liked it what this fellow said. He was saying, he said, uh, it's really a good idea to, when you want to give yourself good, positive self-talk, is to say, I am this. Somehow, he claimed, and I kind of think he was, he's on to something, that when you say, I am this, that it is more, it's more relevant to the subconscious mind for some reason. It's more up close and personal. I hmm. am this and I've been doing it like a lot for the last two months since I saw that and you know if you do that enough I am building muscle I am you know whatever I am getting stronger I am happier I am oh, I, I, I am of the uh, you gotta get, kind of get creative sometime I am of the belief that all good things are coming to me no matter what ever always you do that a lot and it's really hard for the little conscious mind to even come up and to tell you differently you just kind of build that in there you know you build it in uh, brick by brick by and you get stronger and stronger and the i am mm-hmm. seems to have some kind of magic to it I'm not sure what it is so i'm just playing with that idea rather than saying my muscles are getting bigger because you know it's a cool thing about muscles in the body i really love this stuff that we are not separate from the body, right? So why would we even say, I'm, I'm my, my body, I am losing weight. Well, I am losing weight, that's a good one, because that's, that's putting everything together, right? I am losing weight, I like that one. But I wouldn't do things like, um, um, keep putting the idea out there that the organ is separate from who I am. You know, the thyroid, mm. you know, if you separate it, then there's this separation, and that gets a little sticky for me. I just like to know that I, I'm i getting stronger, and then my my little organs are going to do, they're getting stronger too, because I am my organ, something like that. <laughs> I am my thyroid. Oh, yeah. Want to hear something cool about thyroid? Okay. Yes. Okay, this is cool. I love this stuff. So you know the thyroid is really powerful little guy, right? I think it's a little butterfly thing in here. I wonder mm-hmm. where it is for you girls because you don't have an Adam's apple. What's the deal? I, I thought it was in here. Your thyroid must be just sunken in there somewhere. Like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a there's a, a doctor called Broda Barnes, and long ago, he discovered that your first morning. Body temperature is an is a perfect um, representation of the the health of your thyroid. First morning body temperature, 
And uh, thyroid is so, I mean, you can Google it, and it's just so uh, important for everything. Hormones, sleep, um, and many things we believe help the thyroid to get frumpy, have a bad hair day, is we react to the world around us, to the matrix. Number mm. one. Wow. Is there any, is it any any surprise that thyroid imbalances is one of the, it's like an epidemic thing in our culture. I don't know if you know that. Every Most everybody's on some kind of thyroid medicine, you know. And, um, so when we react to something in a negative way or I like that or I don't like it or, or especially scary, it, it dampens the thyroid. This is another cool one, that when somebody um, hurts us or um, mm-hmm. uh, in some way, emotionally, spiritually, even physically, and we don't tell them that that's not appropriate, I'm just being nice here, you know, mm-hmm. then it's bad for our thyroid because it's right there in our, where we, our voice, Mm -hmm. right? And if we don't express ourselves when we need to, it's detrimental to the thyroid. And so how much is that going on in our culture too, of people not really saying what they think? Yeah, well, and I think people, on one hand, people are kind of having verbal diarrhea about all kinds of things, (laughs) and yet we kind of struggle to set healthy boundaries in relationships. And I would say um, relationships in general are struggling. Healthy, good ones are hard to find these days. I think technology has uh, replaced them for Mm -hmm. me. I mean, that's how I feel about Mm -hmm. it. So I think it is even more powerful now to to be able to cultivate healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. So say you and I were were an item up there in Amish country and uh, eating vegetables and chasing moo cows. And uh, I said something that was kind of uh, hurtful to you, right? Which I wouldn't do, but just say I did. So how would you, just off the cuff, how would you, what would you do? How would you, what would you say to me in response to that? So you're saying we're, we're dating and you say something that is yeah, say we were Yeah, say we were dating or together or whatever, but I just said something that's hurtful to you. How would you, what would you say? How would you say? Oh, I would, I would immediately tell you that that hurt my feelings. Oh, good. That's, but that's me. I mean, not everybody's personality is a little bit different and I probably wasn't like that 20 years ago, but I have learned that that's beneficial. Um, of course there's like, you know, you might be in a situation with a group of people and you can't right. maybe direct say, Hey Patrick, that really hurt my feelings. But then on the car ride home, <laughs> you say, hey, you know what? <laughs> it really hurt my feelings when you did that. And that's, I think that's a, it's a release, but it's also um, an opportunity, you know, to, for both people to understand each other better once, right. you know, right. if you don't, that stuff just builds up and builds up and builds up and then you just blow up. Blow up. <laughs> but that's what I do. do you think <laughs> I don't it's address in, it. Do you think gonna, it's going to go inside of me and wait, and then it's going to come out in mm. some, you know, less yeah. than optimal way. <laughs> do you think it's important at that point to let the person know that you really care about them and love them, maybe if you're in love with them, but and but then also this behavior is just not not happening for me. Do you think it's good to add that in there? 
Yeah. And I think that can be put in there in different ways. It might be words and it might be just tone and delivery. So I think there's one thing by saying, you're such a jerk. Why'd you say that? That's still expressing that you got hurt and maybe saying like, you know, I hate when you say that it really pisses me off. That's still expressing it, but it's probably not serving the greater good of the relationship. So you can say like, but you could say, Hey, that really hurt my feelings when you said that, or why did you say that? That was, that was hurtful for me. So it, you know, tone and delivery, I think are, are yeah. huge. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It makes sense. <clears throat> I know uh, a lot of moms like to, I've heard moms say something like, um, George, I really love you, but you know, that behavior is, is not good, not appropriate. And you can't, you shouldn't do that. I've heard moms mm-hmm. say that. It's kind of cool. I like that. You know, where they, they let them know that they're not, you know, they're not. Hmm. Yeah, strong boundaries produce strong relationships. I will die on that hill like they do. <laughs> and that goes with any kind of relationship that you have, romantic, friendship, raising kids. If you don't have boundaries in those relationships, they're they're going to fall apart. Inevitable. Crash and burn. Okay. Yeah. So well, back to the thyroid. So so Broda Barnes, that was a good diversion though. I liked it. So back to Broda Barnes. Um, so he figured out that the morning temperature should be at least, I think it's ninety seven point seven. at least that, to say that your thyroid is in pretty good shape that day. And it changes. So you don't have to run out and get thyroid medicine if it's not or anything, because you can really pattern, and you watch, it can change. Pretty Mm -hmm. dramatic. It's really interesting how stress affects it. It's just fascinating. So I got one of these little Mm guys, um, uh, Braun, it's a B-R-A-U-N, it's a good brand name. I've had this a few years. And and I've measured this against a mercury thermometer, and it's it's dead on. It's really accurate. A lot of these things in the ears are not, so you got to be careful. A lot of them are just junk, you know. So so this little guy, you just press a button, and you put it in yeah. here, and you aim it towards your eye, and you go. Oh, ninety-seven point nine. Okay. So it's pretty cool. You can get one of these guys and you can then um, kind of gauge what's going on in your body. And it's, it's also a good thing for uh, to kind of give you an idea of what's going on spiritually for you too. Because if it's low, then you can kind of say, well, what's going on now within me that's, you know, that's making me a little bit low on, 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 the, on, the, on the measure there. Thyroid's a, it's an amazing, amazing little, little thing. The thyroid's the great regulator, don't they call it the great regulator? That's right, of everything, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you can get piggy thyroid, little, you know, just pig thyroid if you want to take a little, uh, just a little bit of it, get a razor blade and you can just take a little sliver of it if you want to, you know, move it up a little bit or, or play with it. And I think when you do that, that it doesn't take take it over so your body gets lazy in fixing it. You know, I don't, I don't like to move things around too much 
Because then the body will say, well, you know, I don't need to do this because <laughs> I just got that hit of pig thyroid, so what, am I, what do I need that for? That's just, gotcha. my, that's just my theory, you know, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's yeah. true. true. So those th- the thermometer that you just used, is that something that you're selling on your site? Or no. where, do, where would we get one like that? You know, just anywhere. You could just uh, B-R-A-U-N um, ear thermometer. And you could probably buy okay. it anywhere, you know, Amazon or, you know, any place. Um, kind of fun. Uh, thanks for the show. This is from Wilma. That's a great name, Wilma. Um, mm-hmm. Are you finding that you eat less as you're doing your morning sun worship? <laughs> worship. I like that word. Yeah, you know, I do. Uh, I, I really, Wilma, and, and everyone, I, um, man, I just don't eat much these days. Maybe because it's 105 degrees. I don't know. But, um, and maintaining the weight. So I really question how much we get from food and how much we're getting from God, you know. I just really question that. I have fun thinking mm-hmm. about that. I said, wow. We get every, I mean, we get proteins and fats and all that stuff, you know. Indeed. Our phone number is 888 Email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Um, we uh, would like to encourage you to go to our store. If you're watching on uh, video, you, you'll see a link underneath the, and in the description box here. You have three links. First link is the, um, the donation link if you'd like to donate and do a monthly thing. Second link is our store. And the third link is the website one radio network right there and then on audio you have access to all those things right there on the front page the donation our store and the website and so for all of you uh, on BitChute please do go to our website oneradionetwork.com we have over 15 years of shows wow thousands of hours and uh, things with the some of the best of the best, Ray Pete, all-time doctor. I mean, you can find uh, interviews we did with Stephen Greer, uh, one of the, the all-time cool alien guys, um, a whole 12 years worth of uh, the shows with Andrew Goss on money, and um, Holda Clark, and just all kinds of cool people from every walk of life for the last 15 years. And that's all at no cost. So that's be another nice reason to donate to us so you can exchange some value. So it's a cool thing, our website. We have a and this use a search function and you'll find all kinds of all kinds of really um, fun shows. You can put in their thyroid or detox or, or whatever you put in. If there's one thing I would encourage you to get in your life, spend the money, put it on a credit card, borrow from your girlfriend, get a rich one. Uh, is, <laughs> is get a sauna. And uh, they're $1,295, and uh, they're just great. You'll love this sauna. It has extremely, um, well, it has no radio frequencies, no RFs. 
none, zero, nada. And you set it up there, you can see a picture on video. It's a um, personal sauna. Your little head is out. And it's very quiet to put a timer on in case you fall asleep. And you just sweat and sweat and sweat. And Hannah was talking about, do we have to- you know, we have toxins, and these things come out. These toxins that we ingest through the food, the water, the air, and chemicals. Um, a lot of uh, ladies unknowingly put toxins on their their little face uh, with um, um, you know makeup and personal care products. That you gotta be real careful with those, man. They sneak all kinds of little boogers in there. You gotta be real careful. I bet you Hannah could tell you about that. Anyway, but these things will come out. They come out in the sweat. They come out in the urine, and they come out in, in the feces. And so the sauna promotes all that. Another cool thing you can do is uh, slap a, slather a lot of uh, castor oil on your tummy and go in the sauna, and that gives you a little 30-minute castor oil pack, and that will clear things out of the colon and the small intestine too. So you can always kind of leverage and do more good things. This is a... This is a great uh, um, product to have in your home. The whole family can use it. You just change out the towel that you have kind of, uh, you know, sitting on the chair and wash that puppy and then sweat just goes on there and, you know, it's it's, it's just really, really nice. So good. And then you come out and do a, you know, a little sauna and or a little um, cold shower and, that's why I like cold showers. We don't get a lot of cold showers these days because it's not cold out. <laughs> um, I was going to click on this and show you something, and it's not working. Oh. Hold on. Sorry. That's weird. Oh. Oh. Okay, just this real quick. We have one of these in our home, and I think you'll like this. This is an air doctor. It kind of looks like R2-D2, one of, you know, D2, and like just a a little bit larger than a a computer, you know, one of those tower computers, and it it will uh, get stuff out of your, out of the air. Really, really nice product. It's called the Air Doctor. If you go on through our website, One Radio Network, click on it, and then it'll give you uh, all the measurements, take uh, how many square feet uh, the rooms are that you want to deal with, and you'll know exactly uh, the the size to get. Uh, They're on sale a lot. You get a good price. They have two filters, a HEPA filter and another kind of lighter one, and that the light comes on when you need to change the filter, so that's cool. And then and they're very easy to change. You just flip open that front air that says Air Doctor. You slip the filters right in. They're very well engineered, all computerized. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful unit. We're so pleased that we have one in our home, and you should have. It's just good stuff because we do have these little toxins. We do, we do. So there you have it. Air Doctor, and it's all on OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.
Well, it's a Friday morning, and our friend Hannah up in, um, what's that county again? I don't know why I keep spacing out that county. Lancaster. Yeah, I just like that. and I, I like the name of that. I don't know why. Lancaster County, uh, Pennsylvania. You, uh, you told me that you, Hannah, are, um, what do you call it? You help out with births? What do you call the little term? Oh, yeah. I was a certified birth doula. Um, I have a friend that runs a doula agency actually here in in Lancaster County. Um, And she is wild about home birth and natural birth. She has a lot of um, she has a lot of doulas that doula for the Amish here, actually. Um, And uh, yeah, listening to her talk about birth and babies is like the most contagious thing ever. It's her passion for sure. Did we show you this picture? Uh, I, I I just, you know, I don't do time, so I don't remember. Did you see this one? Yeah, yeah, you showed me that the last uh, time I was on. Times. Yeah. Isn't that pretty cool? That's really a, yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah, we talked about that. Did, so I sent you uh, uh, Richard um, Massey's show, and he talked a lot mm-hmm. about birth and being an anesthesiologist. What, what, are, what are ideas about that? Oh, man. Do you want me to share my real ideas? <laughs> yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> no, and I think it's, I think some of this is me trying to understand the philosophy, some of the philosophy that Massey, like how he came, and maybe this is his purpose, right? You were just talking about our life right. purpose. And obviously his is to bring this um, information to all of us, which is, which is great. Um, but I think where I, and I think we've talked about this before, not necessarily about birth necessarily, but the theology about us taking on these traumas, you know, the, the, the infants, the babies, um, I'm still really struggling. I wrote like a little thing after listening to that interview. Um, and I think it's just me trying to process and understand for myself if I can be, uh, I'll use the word congruent with that theology. And, and I'm not sure that I can. Um, I think it, I think what I struggle with is the huge responsibility it seems to place emotionally and spiritually on a young person. Um, to kind of navigate through these things that we really didn't have a choice, I feel like, in taking on. So maybe it's just that my theology right there is different mm-hmm. um, as far as choosing our parents or choosing these traumas. I just, maybe because my life was so full of trauma, I would never have chosen <laughs> to have to wade through the things that I've waded through. Now, I I see the benefit in it. Because I believe in overcoming these things and working through them, we we unbecome the things we are not, and we become who we are. So maybe we can, I can get on the the train there. Um, maybe I'm sidestepping from what you wanted to discuss. No, that's all right. no I, that's I, the like surface for me when I was listening. It's, it's totally understandable that um, the idea that souls uh, take on some of their parents' trauma, or you know rough stuff three months before pregnancy, during pregnancy, and a year afterwards. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's it's a different spiritual approach, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he deals with it from, he k- keeps saying it's all a love story, which I think is really beautiful. And so, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I don't really, I think it's really possible 
that we do choose our parents, and pretty much I believe we do. And so, you know, for me it's not a stretch to think, wow, I really love these two, mom and dad, so I can tell they're having a hard time here, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little sperm thing in, in any day now. So, you know, maybe that I want to, it's not a stretch for me to think that the soul who's coming in would, would not want to help their mom and dad out of love. And what he says is they do this unknowingly. Um, this is their way of, of trying to help mom and dad. And as soon as you tell them that they don't have to do that, then it just it clears it out. Mm-hmm. And also, from a karmic perspective, as you said, I don't think we do anything that is negative towards us unless there's a reason for us to learn how to undo it. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So maybe this is just another way that when soul comes into the body, it does something that is not in their best interest out of love, and then they can learn how to not take on or not try to save other people by taking on something by by this experience. So mm-hmm. they can learn a big lesson. And maybe it doesn't happen to everybody, but maybe so I always think that everything that happens um, we we do it for a reason and I think we do it to to learn not to do it mm. you know what I mean we do it so we can learn well that was stupid I don't need to do that and then mm-hmm. once we get that then when we're 30 or 40 or 50 then we don't have to do it because we've already learned that lesson that's my thing on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think there's like, I don't disagree with, and I think we talked about this before. I do not disagree that there are connections to physical manifestations and things that correlate to spiritual stuff. I remember even my parents saying like, you know, like later on in life being like, you know, it's really important when you're, you're pregnant and you have a baby in the womb that, you know, you're not like saying certain things or that you're not like stewing in bitterness because, you know, on some level they believe that that could impact your child, you know, spiritually, at, you know, once they come out and they might have like anxiety or, you know, who knows, I don't know, like something. So that, that idea isn't foreign to me. I think it's the idea that the child makes some conscious or subconscious decision to say, yes, I'm doing this. And the reason I'm doing it is in the name of, of unconditional love. Maybe I just don't, maybe I just can't get there yet. Maybe, like I said, I think I would need to read more of the philosophy behind his work, which I haven't. So I'm not probably even qualified to speak on it. I'm just sharing what comes up for me when I listen. Um, And that's very much due to like my own, life path because I had um, like a trauma when I was born kind of had having medical, a medical issue. And then life has just been like swimming upstream <laughs> ever since. Mm. So, um, you know, I'm thankful for it uh, because, you know, I have gratitude for being alive and I, maybe I couldn't be the person I am today or be becoming or unbecoming, you know, whatever. Um, but 
it was it's i'm tired <laughs> i'm weary i'm I, weary <laughs> that's all right i agree i hear you no you express yourself well good mm. so this is kind of interesting We talked a lot about in the last uh, week or so this whole Maui thing. And, um, you know, for what it's worth, my opinion is that this, was a, this wasn't a wildfire fire. All of the evidence is showing differently. Um, I won't get into it all now. You probably have all seen it, but there's just no evidence that this was just some wildfire and it had ravaged and... Uh, um, I mean, it burnt people to such an extent they were just completely disintegrated into ash. Um, the, the, the temperature that it has to do that is about 1,000 degrees more than any wildfire on record. These were some, in my opinion, some kind of weird energy thing that they did. Their trees were still standing and just uh, the alarms, I mean... There was nothing right about this thing. They were blocking people getting out. Um, they're calling the people on the phone wanting to buy their property. Maui's going to be the first uh, 15-minute AI uh, smart city. Um, the children were called away, sent home before the thing happened, and their moms were not there. It was awful, just terrible what happened. Uh, they, they probably have a 1,000 people that are just disintegrated in their cars, uh, in their cars, because they couldn't even leave. And they had the roads blocked. It, it's just unconscionable what, what went on. And so I don't think there's any doubt that dark forces did this. Uh, if you really look into it, go into our Telegram page, you'll see all kinds of videos from all kinds of people. Um, there's just no doubt for me. Um, so it turns out that these wildfires are going on all over the country and the world. And in my opinion, and uh, many people's opinion, uh, the reason is they want to convince everybody that this is all about climate change. Right? And the media is talking about it. Every time they get a chance on news clips that I've seen, well, this is climate change. You know, climate change is causing these fires. And climate change is at the mother load of everything, because once you, once you are convincing people that the earth is warming because of men and women, then you can control pretty much everything. Their energy with the electric and the smart meters, the electric cars, right? Because gas has got um, emissions, you control everything, what people do, how far they drive. So this is the whole basis of the 15-minute cities. So this climate change, that they call it, is their way of power and control. And so they, they, we know that they manipulate the weather. It's been done forever. And John uh, Bear Paul Londo up in the Northwest, 
north, uh, northwest. He right now has had to leave his home. They've started fires all up around his home. I know. I talked to him for about an hour yesterday. Emailed him and I heard about it. And he was telling me about it. And there's just no way that these fires were started just by, just because. Just no way. He lives out there and he knows the country. He knows the brush. He knows everything about what's going on up there. And these things are just started. They, some people just start them. And they start them with energy weapons. They, they, it's crazy. He never go be able to go back to his home that he's been. No. I, know. I know. So, um, I don't know what to do about it, except um, stay out of their way, you know. The Maui thing was it's just, oh. as I say on our Telegram page, you can see quite a bit of videos, a lot of different videos, and you can get there on our front page of uh, One Radio Network, and all kinds of eyewitness reports, of things that people saw. Earth is a strange place these days. It's just that is the truth. It's just a strange place, isn't it? Unbelievable. 